Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Christina Pittam, a creator and entrepreneur. And I'm Danielle Alexandra, a stylist and content creator. And we are... In case you haven't heard, podcast. Are we creators? Are we influencers? Bloggers? We don't even know. We're giving you the behind the scenes and an inside scoop of what really goes down so you know exactly what the fuck is going on. We are back. We're live. Back at it again. In London together. We're in London because Danielle made the journey here. Yes, I did, which was actually quite a friggin' journey. Okay, so guys, of if you- Of course I came on like the worst storm London and the Gatwick area has, has like, ever, ever had. seen. Um, for those of you who didn't tune into the last episode, I am living in London now. This is Christina speaking. If you haven't already identified <laughs> this is Christina here. our voices by the what 20th episode now? Yeah, I think so. 20, um, 21st episode. 21st. So this is Christina and Danielle came to visit me um, over here. So we have a lot to share with you on that. But before we get into it, we just want to say thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you so much. If it wasn't for you, we would we would be nowhere. We'd be nowhere. And we just want to say, if you don't mind, please hit subscribe on the Apple podcast. Help app. us out, guys. And subscribe, leave us a comment. And give us five stars. Please most five, importantly. Yeah, most importantly, five <laughs> That's what stars. I was getting at. So five stars. It really helps us out if you do that. Yes. So five stars and um, let's get back into how you got here. I booked the trip without, you know, I didn't obviously know that there was going to be a friggin' rainstorm. Yeah. So there was- Who like, knows that? Anyways, it was the biggest rainstorm that London has seen. It's been, we, there was like a hurricane warning um, last week. We had a really big storm. I live on, my flat's like on below like ground level and you hear things when it like, they fall down the stairs and hit the door. So it was crazy. And this was last week. So I guess like there's still repercussions of that. So we were delayed. Okay. It wasn't that bad. It was about two hours, but then obviously we had to de-ice the wings of the plane. So we didn't take off until- Because weather is ultimately always worse. Yeah. I left the snow for the rain. Let's just keep it at that. Could be better. Could be worse. Either or. I'm still in London, so it's fine. Yeah. So it was about two hours, two and a half hours delayed. We didn't, we didn't land- in London, or I actually flew into Gatwick, but we didn't land until around 1130. By the time I got to Christina's flat, it was mid afternoon because the express train that I was supposed to take wasn't running so it was like a due train. to the storm. So a train, a bus and a flight away. Yeah. <laughs> and a 20 minute walk. Okay, so I took one train to Blackfriars, which was the tube stop that I was supposed to get on at. And then I was going to take that to South Kensington. But that Blackfriars stop because of the storm wasn't running. So I, the guy who was, you know, the information guy was told me, okay, yeah, Temple, you just have to walk up to Temple. It's right it's, around the corner. It's right. It's he just, said. he just said, and he said it nonchalantly, like as if it was literally just around the corner. So me toughing it out, I was like, sure, I'll just walk across the street and like get on the tube. Luckily at you only had one suitcase. Yeah. Thank God. Um, so 
as I was walking, it was like five minutes in the rain, 10 minutes in the rain. I was like, where the fuck is temple? Like, this is not a stop. Like this is, this is not close by. And at that point I had already, I'm already She's soaked. Already literally so drenched I, she I in my mind, I already had it that I was walking and like I, I wasn't going to, yeah, I wasn't going to call an Uber at that point. So finally made it to temple, then made it to South Kensington and then made it to Christina's place. And I'm so grateful that she trekked through the and, end of getting an Uber. Yeah. So kudos to you. I mean, A plus for me, but I, in my mind, I, I just kept on telling myself like, it's okay. I'm going to shower when I get there. Like it's all good. It's just water. It's like, I hope I don't get sick because- No extra coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, oh and speaking of, speaking of the coronavirus. Okay, so she flew and it's coronavirus season. Yeah. If that's what we're calling it. <laughs> it's coronavirus. If that's what we're calling it these days. No. Okay. So it's like obviously- a reoccurring thing. No, imagine. obviously this is a very serious- disease or illness that's going around and my mother my mom was so she was very she prepared prepped her yeah she bought me a mask kit no, like to bring let's call it like the ultimate the coronavirus ultimate, like yeah starter pack <laughs> yeah or survival pack. survival pack survival pack survival kit yeah <laughs> if you need one she'll make one for you no she bought it at a pharmacy i believe anyways <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that sure. Would make sense. I think I think she did, and uh, she actually the funnier story was she calls me and she goes, "Don't get mad." <laughs> I said before telling you she bought it for you. <laughs> yeah, she, she calls you. She calls like, me. She goes, "Don't get mad." I was like, "Oh no, what did you do?" She goes, "Um, well, I've I've been really." concerned lately since you're going to London because of the coronavirus and um I think it'd be best if you brought a mask with you oh my god and I was like what did you buy she's like well I was you know she bought it it's a pretty intense kit and then she dropped it off yeah and I brought it she insisted that I put it on in my backpack and and it's this like really actually high it's a good quality high end? it's a high-end mask it's probably at least 15 bucks for that whole pack. i would say way overpriced <laughs> but she goes there's a cushion and like the the nose part will mold to your of nose the of the mask so it'll be really comfortable for you as you sleep on the plane she goes and, and then also i i do usually bring like wet ones to what like wet I'm, ones yeah like the the disinfective oh wipes God. to put to to wipe it's really guys i forgot they were called that i use lysol yeah. or Lysol yeah. wipes. It's really important to wipe down your area because it does actually. You look kind of like an idiot doing it. Like you look like an OCD. Freak. You look. You look. You're a germaphobe. Not saying that's like a bad thing, but yeah, you look like you're a germaphobe. But I don't care because what are the stats you were telling me earlier? Well, okay, so I was watching this video. General I believe, stats. Just general, like general <laughs> advice from you know stewardesses the and, and the, people work, the, per, the people who work the the people who work on the airplane and like what's and they know what has the most bacteria. Like what's good to have on the plane. What's not good to have on the plane anyways and they when they're cleaning the plane they don't actually like let down your tray and clean every tray in between in between flights so it's really important for you especially if you're going to be eating the food on the plane or like resting anything on those trays to wipe them off yourself because you never know when the last time they were actually cleaned properly was i feel like the only way to change that would be for the protocol to be as soon as you leave your seats to leave the tray open when you leave the plane that's true I don't know if that's too much of a hassle. It is. It would Especially be. Especially with like the old people. That, it's too like, much to ask. Because yeah. everyone like after the plane lands, like everyone's just gets up and like wants to leave so quickly. And no one's going to care. It's really annoying too. Because like you can't go until the people in front of you go. And when people try to sneak from behind, if they're not. Know on, like, your etiquette. Yeah. Like seriously, like it's rude. Like don't try to sneak from behind unless you're on a connecting flight. I get it. But most of the time. Yeah. The flights I've taken, like you're not. And it's just like 
can you not like they go out you go they go you go out it's like a take your turn yeah you don't go in front of the line ahead or the row ahead of you no you just wait i was actually laughing at one girl because she was laughing yeah well inside i was like haha this fucking dumb bitch (laughs) well because she she had her luggage and she was scurrying to the customs yeah and then as she got to the carousel like we had no we had to wait to see what carousel number we were at so she didn't make it in front oh, of so anybody. she was one of those girls because she didn't have a connecting flight and she was being No, annoying. she just wanted to get in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I laughed at her because I like I saw her just waiting there and we were all waiting in the same situation. It's like when you're driving and the person in front of you like cuts you off and oh it's like, good God. for you, you got one car ahead. Yeah. Fuck or off, when they buddy. speed and then it's a red light. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Actually, that's karma working at its best right there. Oh my there. God. When I actually came over, I just remembered, so I had two suitcases that I left here, but I I had four with me. Okay. How does one person man four suitcases? You like turn them inside no, out. No, but they only one rolled. Oh shit! Now tell me how. I had to stack them on all a trolley onto a trolley, and one of them was like a carry on. The fact that I could get four onto a trolley, you can normally get only two. Think about it. Did you put them horizontally? There was like two big ones. I just, and then two other ones. Just kept on stacking. So it was, I was just like, I'm like, she's the man. Like I was literally like, she is Super woman. And no one helped me. The bags were so heavy. And then I was killing it. And then I got to, you know, the Ubers from the airports are now all like on like level two park. Yeah. So I had to go up the elevator. We were all good. All going until literally get out of the elevator. She topples over she lost Stop, balance right when the elevator literally opened. i'm like the uber driver's like i'm here i'm like i'm in the elevator i'm like sticking my leg out i'm like dude can you come he helped me he was a king but yeah i thought that was a funny story but i did it on my own shout out to your uber driver yeah shout out to him and then he waited for me to pick up my keys and then come back into the car because i thought it was like five suitcases to get into the car took so long so like, do you mind just like waiting while i get my keys and then driving me to my flat so we don't have to unpack and repack you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So it worked out well, but traveling wow. can be, can be the struggle quite, is real. The struggle. Cause it's so dependent on everyone else I, around you. It's like, if some people around you are highly stressed, I feel like it impacts you in a way because like, that's just the environment you're in. Yeah. I guess that's by true. Cho- not by choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. That's why I wanted to bring minimal suitcase. Cause also on the tube here, you have to carry your bag. I know. Brutal. What do people do that are handicapped? Well, they don't travel alone. <laughs> but no, like there's literally no escalator. Like, oh, there's, there's no- elevators everywhere. Oh, there is. But I like, just didn't see slow. it. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're slow. Because I you have to go uh, like around to figure out where the elevators are. Okay, it's not practical by any yeah, means. Yeah, because at, at when I was at Temple Station, like I literally had to carry my big luggage down the stairs. When I was at Fashion Week last year, I had two massive suitcases, and I was wearing a fur coat. I couldn't find the elevator, so I would lug one up. Then run down, lug the other one up. I'm like, hopefully no one steals the other one. Oh, I remember you saying that. It was a bitch. But I did it in a fur coat. I'll tell you now. This is when you were coming to meet me in Paris. I remember that story. Last last Last, London. Yeah. Last February, sorry. Yeah. But speaking of which, it is fashion week this week in London. Yeah, it is fashion week. And that's, I mean, sort of why we're here at this time. Because like if something popped up, we could attend it. But we actually aren't really doing fashion week stuff. I haven't found my bearings yet, unfortunately, in the fashion scene. So I haven't been able to leverage any sort of 
fashion show invites or opportunities. That's okay. We came to do some work for ourselves here and like also just experience London, London during London Fashion Week. Yeah, because the city is super hyped right now. So but yeah, London Fashion Week here. I mean, there's a lot of iconic people in the city right now. A lot of bloggers we admire. Like we were talking about Nagin yesterday. Yeah, she just came for the Tommy show Um, yesterday. Josephine was here for Victoria Beckham. Also, that would have been a good show to go to. You obviously I cold emailed them. Oh, you think they replied? <laughs> Absolutely not. Resend, resend, resend. Oh my God. That would have been a good show. We were going to inform you that the show is at capacity is normally. That's like, what they said? Oh, they I don't didn't think even they replied, but like that's what most of them reply. AK, you don't have enough followers to come. AK, you suck. I guess. Yeah. Because no followers equates to sucking these days in this day and age. AK, you're not enough. Mm-mm. You're always enough. Don't worry. Yeah, thank you, baby girl. <laughs> Women's Day. Women's Day. Speaking of International Women's Day, as we speak, we're actually shooting a campaign for Lorena. Ah, yes. In Toronto, guys. Which is, okay, part of like what I want to get out of you today is, okay, obviously you left Lorena in Toronto, like the home base of Lorena is in Toronto and you Mm -hmm. had so many other like things going on in Toronto. So how is like this podcast? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for leaving us. But anyways, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. I love that about you. Honestly, like I'm surprised you didn't give me shit. I mean, let's just keep it real here. Like, we'll figure it out. It's not the end know, of the world. I know, but like a lot, I feel like if it were me, I would have reacted before I thought about how it could make sense. Well, if it, it will make sense. It'll just all work out. It's fine. We're good. I love it. We're, gu- we're Gucci. We're Gucci. We're Gucci. No. With age comes wisdom. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, hopefully we'll be able to have an episode every week but if we don't we don't and sorry guys we'll just promote the episodes that we think are relevant during those times well we think that we're gonna see how it works out obviously this is probably a question you guys have like right now we really we have been able to upkeep the weekly drops I guess we'll call them but if we have to switch around our strategy where we drop seasons at a time instead and content patch those and get those awesome interviews in and potentially another sort of series that we're actually thinking about, which we might share at a later date, um, then we might do that too. So it really depends on what's working and we'll get your feedback on it when we're ready, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but we're, we're good for now. <laughs> I think we're good. So what I want to get out of you, because obviously we've talked a little bit about it off the podcast, but want to discuss it on the podcast where it's like, okay, so how, how have you been getting into a routine here? Like what are some of your main, I guess, non-negotiables when it comes to moving to a new city, obviously you have to get acquainted, acquainted, acquainted yeah. with your surroundings. Yeah. So obviously there's like so many like things that come with moving to a new city, new country, new continent <laughs> and getting acquainted and familiar with like, you know, your surroundings. So you feel at ease, you feel comfortable. You feel like this is your life and you're not just like on trip. So obviously moving to a new city in a new place, you're in Europe, you're in the UK. It's going to be so different. It's so different than North America and Toronto. I actually did a YouTube video on this. Um, you you guys can check out if you want, but there's like three things that I think that are priorities for me in my life that were like the first three things that I needed to get like established when coming here. So the first is fitness. So for me, health and fitness are obviously integrated. So it's like figuring out like where to work out, figuring out how to eat, because I also, you know, am a bit of an advocate of sustainability and of like, you know, trying to like be good, do good. So figuring where to grocery shop, 
also catering to like how I eat, but also catering to like, you know, supporting like the local economy. And then the third is work. So do you want me to like kind of get into them? I don't know. I mean, yeah, go for it. Briefly. Okay. Briefly. Let's, let's hear about it. Okay. So the first one is, what did I say? You said fitness, health. Okay. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. So fitness health starts with where am I going to work out? So I obviously had to cancel my Equinox membership in Toronto because I'm a broke ass bitch here. And it's actually way more expensive here, surprisingly, per month um, for a membership. Yeah, not just I just assumed that you had to do an international package in Toronto and then you'd be able to use it here. That doesn't work like that. I could have just like transferred my membership, oh. over, but I would have had to pay more monthly. And it's already like 170 in Toronto per month. So here it's like 240. I think you can use that money elsewhere in a better way. Exactly. AKA so- Soho House. <laughs> AKA Soho House membership. And they have a gym. So it's like a whole package deal. Um, no, but what I have done is something that I think anyone could do when they come to a new city, if this is a priority for them, is figure out, try out a bunch of spots out, first of all. So first I spotted a gym right near me. They had like a free come in and try a class. Obviously they, not a class, try out the gym because it was just a general gym. Um, obviously they want you to like, buy the membership, but they give you a free like two hours to try it out. So I tried that out. Honestly, didn't like it. It was very dark. And for me, that's like a huge thing, <laughs> especially because London is not like the brightest city at all times. So having, having the gym be like a really inviting environment is very important and open space is very important. Tried that out. Then next I searched for different studios around the area. So I really like, you know, F45. I really like Pilates. I really like you know, more spin. You, you like spin as well. I love spin. Um, I actually never tried a spin class until today. Oh, while okay. being here. Okay. She's like, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took me a little bit to process that <laughs> since being here. So I, I've tried a bunch of introductory, I guess one week or two week trial passes, or some of them are like only three classes for like, it's so funny because I love Pilates and Pilates is like the most expensive on class pass or no, no. just it's just the most expensive. Like if you want a studio membership, it's the most expensive. If you want to drop in class, it can be like 30 pounds or 30 quid for a class, which is like fucking $40, $45. Yeah. It's one, when I was converting my Canadian to pounds to come here, mm-hmm. it was 1.7 conversion. Yeah. So fuck me. Right. <laughs> but, but you don't think of it that way when you live here because you no. have to think of it as like your currency. Whereas if you're traveling to a place, no, you but, think of it as like a 1.7 yeah, conversion. If you're not making pounds. Yeah, that's true. You should start charging in pounds. Uh, I'm charging some in USD, which is closer. Better. <laughs> <laughs> What's the conversion on that one? Maybe 1.5. Maybe Because I think conversion for Canadian to US is like 1.2 something or maybe like 1.3. Okay. Well, that's... Euro, start. I think, is about like 1.5 and then... Yeah. Pounds is I could charge in euro actually. One of my clients yeah. is based in Europe. Yeah, and then it would be easier to convert. Yeah. Anyway, so I I once I've like expired all those, which is something I would suggest doing so you can get a feel of what you like. I kind of decided to like settle in on a couple. So right now I'm or I'm doing F45 and I managed to do a collab with them. Super Free great. classes. Yeah, but you know, like I I sh- proved like kind of what I wanted to show them because I partnered with them in Toronto as well. So I kind of just like went out of my way and took stories of like my workout as it's, do you know how hard it is to do like a hit training 45 minute workout with like 20 seconds in between each exercise and having to set up my camera, put it on the floor and like click play. Like it's, it's a bitch, but I was like, I know I'm going to do it. And like, they're going to, that's the value bring to the table. There you go. Yeah. And like the people were so friendly, like the staff at this location is incredible. 
Um, so kind of getting my like fitness routine worked out is your like, bearings, getting your food, your fitness, everything is, in order. Yeah, is first. And then for food, what I did is like I tried out a bunch of different grocery stores. Obviously, Whole Foods is the shit, but it's so expensive. Other than my fruits and vegetables, I can pretty much go anywhere because there's so many vegan options and vegetarian options. and Which I was su- kind of surprised about. Well, I guess it's a big city, so they should accommodate people. But well, yesterday when we went to Sunday Roast, I was very surprised that they had a vegetarian option. Yeah, they had. So for Sunday Roast, for those of you who don't know, it's like a very traditional English meal that you have on Sundays. And it's almost like the ideal hangover cure. Yeah, like there's roast <laughs> beef, Yorkshire pudding, It's like a potatoes, carb-heavy, lethargic carrots. meal. <laughs> Gravy, obviously, but Christine and I ordered the vegetarian option, which was sweet potato instead of the roast. That but was you like still our protein got all option. the trimmings of um, like the side. So like mm. the Yorkshire pudding and they even had mushroom gravy, gravy which was great, which was a vegetarian because that was one thing I asked. I was like, um, it's vegetarian, but the gravy. Are you sure? She was like, she asked twice. She's like, are you sure? That's going to fuck my stomach up more than anything. Right? Well, if you don't, it's like if all you the don't fat mixed in with like. I don't even know. Flour. It's the juice. Flour, it's right? the juice and flour. But there's so many options here and there's a lot of more more brands I found that just have more vegetarian options and soy free, which is really important for me. Um, and Satan free. Like Satan is like the meat alternative, which a lot of burgers or like fake chicken will be made out of. And it's all it's literally gluten. So it's like if you're gluten intolerant, it's not a good option either. Interesting. I never knew about that. Yeah. So other than that, I'll get like, I'll get my fruits and vegetables. I'll try and support like the local farmer's market or the Notting Hill market is relatively close. So if I can get there on the weekends and shop for my fruits and veggies there or Farm Drop is a website that you can actually get food delivered to your house and it's all organic. That's the secondary option, but it's a little expensive. Um, So I might do that as well, too. And then the third thing was work, right? Yeah. Work. Yeah. So because I don't have a job here specifically, like I here working on my, the same shit that I worked on in Toronto. Right. Have you been to many influence, I guess, influencer events or events around the city, PR events? Not yet. It actually took me a little longer to like get settled in. Than you anticipated or? Yeah. Not even getting settled in. Like I got settled in, like, I'm like, okay, I'm here. Like it feels like a home. Like it's honestly like, obviously not like home, but like, it doesn't feel strange to me. Cause I already knew what to expect. Cause I've been here. You've been here many times before, but it was more like, I just, I didn't get to put myself out there as quickly as I thought I would. I thought I'd like get here and just like go to all the events and this and that. But it's like, you know, I reached out to a bunch of influencers, tried to connect with them, tried to, you know, meet for coffee and shoot. And a lot were super nice, but a lot just weren't in the country at the time that I messaged them. So I guess a tip would be, you know, be persistent and, you know, you'd ask for coffee in a shoot, but you have to get into the scene. Yeah. And and don't be scared to, I guess, message someone if you think their content's cool. I feel like it's complimentary for like if someone were to message you and be like, hey, like more often than not, I actually get a lot of DMs and be like, hey, I'm also in Toronto would love to would love connect, to grab yeah. coffee or connect and it may work it may not like in terms of like scheduling and actually meeting up with that but person but the willingness is but there but the willingness is there and then also for me like i'm always like oh if someone messages me and says i really like your content hey you're in Toronto a compliment too compliment will always take you a long it way it will take you such a long way cuz everyone loves to hear a compliment i agree so, and and you feel like the person receiving the compliment if they like compliments they or not like, they still feel like valued they remember that person more, I think. Yeah, exactly. No. So I think, I mean, in terms of that, like it was fine. It's just, I thought that at this point, like I would have had 
all things sorted out for like fashion week and it's have been some, a month like, it's i know i know but it feels like a while yeah but that's just because you it's feeling like more time because you aren't doing what you'd be doing in Toronto it's because I'm like literally living here so it's like normal life yeah. and it's not like when you're on a vacation like I feel like time flies because you're doing so much it's like I'm going to all like, the iconic places I'm going for dinner every night here I'm cooking every night obviously trying to save some money well and it's your home it's not it's a home. vacation and you I need to, to remember like that. that yeah in terms of events again not as proactive I guess as I thought I'd be but it will come and getting involved with co-working spaces is kind of like my next yes. thing that I want to do so you know we teased Soho House but I actually did a lot of research um, there's a bunch of co-working spaces here from WeWork to Google to The Wing The Wing is actually I don't know have you heard of The Wing? No. Okay so The Wing is like a very well-branded very cool women's co-working space they're in a bunch of major cities. London, I think, was the first. They went to New York, obviously, and some other spots. And my friend was actually telling me about it. See, to do the work that I do, just not at home at a coffee shop or at a coffee shop by myself, and to do it in a co-working space, obviously, like, increases the opportunity that I might end up talking to someone, whether it be bumping into them when I get a coffee. So that's what I think the value is in working in a co-working space, because you are in front of more people. So, like, there's more opportunity for conversation. And you're also probably, if you're in that co-working space, you're going to bump into the same face more than once. Yes. So you'll be able- Again, consistency, right? Yeah. And then you'll be able to have the confidence to maybe go up to them and be like- Once you see them three times, you're like- Yeah. Hey, or just like, 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 hey. Like doing something cool. Or sm the first step is maybe smiling at them. And then two and days then later, you like- You go up to them and you say like, hey, oh, like you <laughs> Yeah. Or yeah, you look, you know, I, I like, I like your shoes or I like your top. And, and then, then you, like, then it's like, oh, what do you do? And then you get into the and conversation. Like, oh, do you want to have lunch tomorrow? And then it's like, fuck the rest of the Hey, <laughs> want to go on a date? No, I'm just like, kidding. Now we're married. No, but it's true. Like you have to have that confidence to- um, if you're seeing the same face I'm, over and over, yeah. it kind of gives you that confidence of like familiarity. Okay. So for me, like I'm not good at like the first, like initial, like if I see someone and I'm like, oh my God, I want to talk to them. I'm not good at doing it the first time. And I'm that person who like, if I don't do it the first time, I like wish I think about, it, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to miss this opportunity. I'm never going to see them again. If that's the case. Right. And then I'll be like regretting it. So if I'm given that sort of, you know, chance where I'm like around that person a few times, by the second or third time is when I finally build the confidence to go up to them. I know some people can just like go. They're so, like, I, they look interesting. Let's go. And I'm like, no, I am I don't know. What if such I'm an introvert when it comes to that? Like I hate social. It gives me such anxiety. I hate social, social media. <laughs> no socializing like in that sense. Like that's why I have to remind myself when I go to influencer events or when I go to PR events, like the point of being at the event is to meet someone new. So if I don't meet someone like one to two people new, I feel like it's a waste of my time and I might as well not be there. So that's my rule for myself is like, if I'm going to an event or if I'm going to even just like a night out in the industry, not just like, I'm like, it's so easy to go <laughs> no, but I mean, a night out. Cause you're drinking. Yeah, no, no. I mean like in the industry. So it's like yeah. a business event, I guess you can say, or, uh, uh, PR event. I need to meet at least one to two people. Like give your introduction. Introduction. Because people. people, like, you have to know, like, as much as you're nervous to introduce yourself to someone, they're nervous to introduce yourself to you. Yeah. So you just have to make that effort to do so because it's a waste of your time if you're not meeting anyone new. It's funny because I obviously, like, when it's just as awkward for them, especially if they're not extroverted, but it's the most awkward and this has happened to me so many times when I'm like okay like this may be awkward but like I need to meet someone and I'm gonna you know say my name like leave my mark 
and then they're so awkward receiving it and then you're like oh shit you I question thought, yourself no then it's like you know you think you're like okay I'm just gonna go do it once I say something they'll respond back and then it'll be chill because I'll feed off of it but then it's like they say something so like short and then you're like uh like now what do I see that gives me anxiety I know but it happens I think the best bet or like in my mind I'm just asking I ask the person about themselves because everyone loves talking about themselves yeah so if you do do. (laughs) if you do that then like more often than not someone's not gonna be short with you because they're gonna want to tell you about themselves like if you like what would be like a first like initial comment you I guess if you were at like a PR event you can go up to someone just be like hi like you know, how, do you work with the PR company oh, often? Yeah. Like, have you been to uh, an event with them before? Like, oh, me too. Or, oh, really? Or like, really, what do you one? do? Yeah. yeah, this is my first one. Or like, oh, I often work with them. Oh, great. Like, what do you do? Are you also in like the creative space? Or And then once they start opening up about that, then you would like dive deeper into like, oh, that's so great. Like, And then it flows. How does that that's work? That's when it flows. Yeah. That's best case scenario. Yeah. Which is more often than not the case, especially with influencers, I find. But I was at a trade show. Or what's your next collab? What's your new project? Are you working with any cool Some like photographers? Like that, though, I, feel I like. know. You have to kind of feel, yeah, you you feel, to them, feel out. them out. <laughs> no, you definitely feel them out. Another yeah. thing that came to mind is like, oh, are you traveling anytime soon? Yeah. Or like if there's an upcoming event, like, mm-hmm. oh, like you're going to Coachella or like that's an easy save yeah. or like you're going away for the holidays. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love, Love the that. holidays. Are you going to escape like this terrible weather, like to go somewhere warm? And most people, How's the weather? they're like, oh, like I'm going to go to Bahamas or Florida or Miami. Yeah. Love so that. that's easy. Travel is yeah. always a good segue. Travel is an amazing it's the segue. Best segue. What, what's your next trip? Have you been anywhere interesting lately? I'm thinking of going away, but like, yeah, don't know like where my next destination tips. is. No, it's so good. Um, what I was going to say is I gave my example of like really awkward when like, I'm like, I gave my, had the confidence to go in and then it's it, it like shut down wah, wah, basically. Wah, yeah. yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but one time very recently, I was at a trade show. So I've been in like London, living in London and there's a lot of textile and manufacturing trade shows in Europe. So I've been actually, you know what? I have been optimizing my time and networking in that sense. And just, I've gone to three trade shows so far and I have one more coming up, but so I have networked in that sense. And there was a panel that I was listening to or attending and it was on like sustainable, like newer, like sustainable designers. By newer, I mean like 163,000 followers on Instagram. So not too new, (laughs) relatively established. A lot of them were based out of Paris and there was a panel and they were all talking about like their process. And one of the guys who was a speaker, I wish I had his name right now, really resonated with me. I went into this trade show and other than like meeting suppliers and feeling fabrics, I was mostly just going to these like talks to educate myself. And a lot were on sustainability or on technology And the sustainability ones, it's like the more you learn about sustainability, the more you're like, I want to do the most for my business. And it's like you feel so limited because there's so many restrictions. You can't trace your whole production process through blockchain, have everything traced, like have all of your like products or sorry, textiles be sustainable. Like it just to do all of those things, you know, especially as a new business without an investor, without all these support I guess systems around you like it's not possible and it feels for me for example I was just like so intimidated I was like this is 
Like, I just wish I could do all of this. And the one thing that he kept saying was like, don't bite off more than you can chew. It's really overwhelming. You know, like there's so much that you like want to do as a brand of like, this is something you truly believe in, but it's like, it's hard because you just can't do it all at once. And he's like, and that's okay. And I was like, oh my God. So I went up to him and I was like, love to hear you speak. And like, initially he didn't like make eye contact. He was like kind of looking away and he's like, oh, oh, things like so awkward about. And I was like, fuck, this is going to be an awkward conversation. And this is what I was getting to. And then I pitched him for the pod and he's like, I'm really busy traveling (laughs) a lot. I'm like, well, I just wanted to connect with you. I connected with you on LinkedIn. Just want to let you know. Just oh, like, you did it while I, you were at the, yeah. So like watching. Like, yeah, exactly. So anyway, just to go back to like that situation ended up working out in my favor for the most part. But again, I did put myself out there and was just like, fuck it. Putting go. yourself out there is the hardest step. And then also you can get a bigger reward if you put yourself out there or you get the reward if you put yourself out there. You don't get anything if you don't. Yeah. So like you might as well just the worst awkward is the worst that can happen. Yeah. The worst that can happen is you're awkward and you never see them again. Yeah. So, but he impacted me too much for me to be like, no. And I was like, I haven't spoken to anyone. (laughs) I need human entire day. I was like, I need to have a human interaction. Oh, that's sad. Cause I went alone. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It forces you though to interact I with people. Myself, if you're I'm with, honestly, if like, you're with someone else, it doesn't necessarily force you to interact with people. Like when we went to that event together in Toronto, the that was turn the dial. Turn the dial. Yes. So Christine and I went to turn the dial together, and we went together. So it didn't force us to network. There was a need to network, but I didn't feel like so urgent to because we were together. But the thing is, I think us being together yes, we didn't interact with anyone and engage with them or network, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like because we both felt the same way about the things that we were taking in, being able to share that with one another made it resonate with us stronger, each as individuals and together. So in my opinion, I think that it brought us just as much value. What are some maybe assumptions about moving to a new city that you can break yes, down for us? Let's just, assumptions about moving to a new city. It's is, super expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely expensive if you move to London, so. <laughs> but you can Full break down those costs by. Um, you can break down, the, well, you can't, you can't break them down, but you can definitely like make it work for you if you, you know, live in an area maybe further from the city, further central, that will be a little less expensive. You can live with a roommate. I think living with a roommate is a great option because A, you'll be less lonely because mm-hmm. you'll have someone to share a space with. So you're obviously going to run into them. Or if you like know them previously, which is best case scenario, or know them through mutual friend, which is like my experience, it's it's better because it's someone you feel more comfortable with than a random, you know, that you would initially. You can also, you know, if ex- rent is expensive, like it is here, you can figure it out. So if you have a corporate job that you came here for, it'll probably pay you enough to live well and to pay rent. But if you don't, or if you want to make some extra cash, there's like side hustles you can do, whether it be, you know, babysitting or working at a bar or I don't know, walking dogs, I guess is an option too. But there's always a way to make ends meet. Um, you just got to figure it out. You can sell stuff. That's something that- Depop, Poshmark. Yeah, selling clothes. Store if you're- Especially if you're an influencer. Oh yeah. If you're like really struggling, sell that Chanel bag, baby girl. <laughs> yeah. Or, or at, at like even consignment stores that take in clothes that are designer or like contemporary brands. Yeah. So you can get a little more bang anymore, for your Because you're going to be moving your stuff anyway. So you probably need, you have stuff oh, you that you're not bef- wearing. Before moving here. Yeah. Oh, 
Well, here that, I mean, or it goes there, together. but it yeah. kind of goes hand in hand because it's like you have so much stuff. If yeah. you're actually moving your life to a new place, like you have to declutter. You and also Mary that, Kondo your life. <laughs> yes, Mary Kondo that. Shit. And I did that. I forgot. I actually yeah. brought a bunch of stuff to Common Store in Toronto. You might as well. Um, which I was being lazy and I didn't want to use the apps because I didn't want to have to pay for not pay. I didn't want to have to dedicate the time to shipping out each package and shooting everything and shoot everything. So I just brought a bunch of stuff to Common Store, which is a store where you can um, bring items in and they, I mean, you don't really get a good return. Yeah. But you do get some money back. It's the lazy return, I guess you can say, which is good enough for me, but it was mostly about decluttering and I just donated everything else that didn't sell. So yeah, yeah, you're right. That's definitely a really good idea. Um, Or if you're here, if you still have stuff you don't want, or if you're influencers or creators, like we get a lot of free stuff that if we don't use more than once, um, it's good to just like give off to another person or, you know, send it somewhere else. And then there's also Gumtree, which is um, basically a Kijiji here. So if you have furniture or like home goods or home items that you want to sell that you don't need, you can like put them up for sale and you can buy like good, like used couches or tables or, you know, nightstands on that. And if you want something like vintagey, which is super trendy right now, like a vintage mirror, which is where I got mine, you can get it off that website. And if you want to trade anything, you can also use like buns is something that we were looking at. So my roommate and I have a sofa that we hate and we want a TV. So we're thinking like, it'd be cool. You know, you can trade something if it's of similar value, essentially. We have buns in Toronto too, right? Buns is, yeah, 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 that's what I'm referring to. It's international. You know, it started as a Facebook group. Yeah. Buns is great. I mean, I've only used it once, but. Maybe I've never used it, but I know about it. <laughs> but it's great. Okay, cool. Um, another assumption? I guess it would be, it's lonely to move oh. to some, but I guess to break that down, it's like, obviously there's so many people, you know, you have a friend that at least knows someone in that city. So make an effort to kind of reach out to them or get your friend to say like, Hey, hey my good friend, us? Christina is coming here. Can you introduce us? I'll grab a coffee. What you grab a coffee yeah. with them, get just, you know, you're new to the city. What do you recommend? What are some good like nightlife places, yeah, dinner places? If they're like, especially if that person moved to like, say, say mm-hmm. I messaged someone Cause you knew someone who moved to London. Right. And then you connected us and then I messaged them and was like, Hey, I'm moving here. If that person had also moved from a foreign city, they would not second guess giving up time to me for coffee. Yeah. Because because they they went through the same thing. Exactly. So people are a lot kinder than you might, you might think and never think that you're not worth their time because the reality is like, if they've been through that exact situation, they're hundred percent going to give you the time and more likely than not, other people will as well. But I was lucky enough to like know a bunch of people who live here and it's so funny. There's actually a huge Canadian community that lives in London. Yes. There, there's so many people from <laughs> Toronto that live in London. And specifically actually. Toronto, yeah. Toronto and Vancouver. I mean, Vancouver. Montreal too. You met some people. From I Toronto. met. Yeah. So I went to a networking one of the networking events that I actually went to. My friend has like a cannabis company or sorry, a CBD company and went to the event to support him. Then like heard a girl who didn't have a British accent. <laughs> and then we started chatting and she's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm from London, uh, Toronto. I just moved here. And she's like, oh, I'm from Montreal. Lo and behold, we had mutual friends and yeah, and we're probably gonna hang out now. <laughs> now you're both Canadian and you made it. Yeah, made and you feel instantly connected and you hit it off. So it's great how... If you're willing to put yourself out there, like 
just be a yes man. You know, I say yes to every yeah, opportunity. That's, that's a good, that's a good piece of advice, especially if you're moving to a new city, because if you say no, then you're just going to be at home alone. The and then you're going to like feel well in your yeah. loneliness. So just being really open to any opportunity. Cause you never know where it's going to lead. Like I did not think I was gonna meet anyone at this event. I was just like, Oh, I'll support my friend. And like, there you go. All right, guys. So thank you for listening or tuning in to yeah. another episode of In Case You Haven't Heard. Oh, we're so happy. And we're going to keep this going for you guys. Since now we've kind of ironed out like the raw the patches kinks. we were having this morning trying uh, to record. Yeah. So we are definitely going to pull you guys on IG and see what, what sort of topics yes. or guests you may want to see in the future. Um, but yeah, like always, just email us or you can visit our website at www.youhavenheard.com podcast.com yeah and all of our other info will be just linked in the show notes bye guys bye join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 percent below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland 4xe or summit 4xe not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.